the Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. Hello and welcome to the GY podcast with me, Alan Kelly. It's the 1st of July 2019 and we're recording this episode in the middle of a historic period for golf in Ireland. Last month, our own James Sugru captured the Amateur Championship at Port Marnock on the island. And this month, the world's attention will be on Ireland once more for two of the biggest events on the international golfing calendar. This week sees the Dubai duty-free Irish Open get underway at La Hinch, and later this month the Open Championship returns to Royal Portrush for what is sure to be an emotional occasion for all concerned. 19 years ago, our guest on the show today captured the AIG Irish Close Championship at Royal Portrush, and just weeks later was victorious around La Hinch in the south of Ireland. Graham McDowell, how are you? I'm doing very well, Alan. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you. You're heading back to two courses here at home where you've won championships in the past. Are you looking forward to the next few weeks? Very much so. I mean, starting off with the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open. Um, you know, great memories from winning the South of Ireland there in 2000. I guess the last time I've been there was, was 2001. It wasn't, it wasn't a uh, successful defence of my South of Ireland title, but um, like I say, great memories of, of the Tarnal Hinch. Uh, you know, always uh, people have always been amazing down there. Great hospitality and, and obviously a fantastic golf course. So I mean, looking forward to to the Irish Open and then two weeks later, um, back to my hometown here in Port Rush, um, Royal Port Rush, where I won the Irish Close back in 2000 as well. So again, good memories of playing well competitively there. And uh, you know, I just uh, played a few holes this morning. Really liked the way it's uh, it looks and the way it's setting up. Good stuff. Can you just take us back to your early days? Uh, how did you actually get into the game of golf? What uh, what was your method of getting in? Yeah, um, it was really via my dad and my uncle. Um, they took it up sort of in their in their sort of thirties to late thirties. Um, you know, like, you know, growing up here in Portrush, I mean, like like a lot of great towns in Ireland. I mean, great golf on on my on my doorstep, and and you know, the inevitability of. Uh, of trying to play golf at some point in my life was, was always there. And, you know, I got the bug really early. I mean, I remember being out there with my dad pulling his trolley around, watching him play, thinking, no, I, I want to be doing this. There was something, mm. there was something so amazing about the sport. And, you know, as soon as I started to play, I really, you know, it was all I wanted to do. I wanted to practice and compete and get better and better. And, um, do you remember you know, what I, age that was? That was, that was around probably nine or 10 years old. Um, my little brother was a couple of years younger than me and him and I really practiced together a lot. And, you know, lucky, lucky, like a lot of great clubs in, in Ireland, uh, we had a great junior program at, at Port Rush and, and Rathmore where, where I was a member. Um, got on to the uh, GUI Ulster kind of coaching um, sort of a, when I was about 14, 15. Um, Don Patterson, he was mm. the, uh, he was the Ulster coach back in those days. And, and that was my first really sort of, um, Foray into the uh, into the Gulf Union of Ireland sort of structure, and and then you know beyond that, I you know getting onto the Irish panel and, and traveling to Dublin every few weekends to uh, to further my game with Howard Bennett, the, the national coach at the time. And those were those were great days and great memories, and and, and certainly were, were a huge part in my uh, in my development and, and the sort of uh, futuring of my career. And obviously, part of that development was on the Lynx courses at Portrush. And just for listeners who 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 don't realise, there is another club there, as you mentioned, Rathmore. They're based uh, just sl- sort of slightly further down the uh, the links from the main Portrush clubhouse. Yeah, correct. I mean, two golf courses up here in Portrush: the Dunluce Lynx, which is the which is the, the the venue for the Open Championship this year, and then you have the Valley Lynx, which sits down below. 
um, where I played a lot of my golf when I was younger. Um, but you, you kind of graduate into, into the big course when you're a little older. Um, two, two fantastic golf courses, obviously, hosted the North of Ireland Championship for many, many years. And, and that was really, you know, the North of Ireland was, was really my first exposure to high-level competitive golf. Mm. I think Gareth McGimsey was one of my heroes in the 90s. We used to, uh, you know, as young, as young boys, we used to follow him around every year at the North. And um, he was hugely successful, obviously, in the amateur scene here in Ireland. And, you know, guys like Darren Clark and Paul McGinley and Padraig Harrington and, and all the best players, that you know, Irish players that have played the game, you know, came up to support Rush and played in the North every year. And mm. and like I say, didn't get a lot of exposure to professional golf as a young man. Um, but the North of Ireland, and then the British Amateur when it came there in '92, and and then the British Seniors Open in the late '90s. That was really my um, my my introduction to competitive golf. So you even from a young age, you had a sense of the sort of the history of Royal Portrush. Pretty much so. I mean, it's uh, it's obviously a great club. I mean, we grew up with uh, with the sort of legend and the history of 1951, and, and uh, you know Max Falken winning the Open Championship there, and um, you know the great players that had come over, mm. and then, of course Brad Daly being being a local being a local guy who had won the Claret Jug. I walked past a, a picture of him many you know probably hundreds and hundreds of times in my mm. life uh, in in the clubhouse at Rothmore. So the Claret Jug has always been something that um, has been part of my part of my sort of childhood and my growth in the game and um, you know obviously to win a US Open was special but there's mm-hmm. something very very special about the Claret Jug and obviously it would be a dream come true to uh, compete and have a chance to win this year at Portrush you, you mentioned getting on to the, the Ulster panels and ultimately the GUI national panels, but before that you would have played in the Cups and Shields, match play events, what did that teach you? I think, I think you made your Senior Cup debut at 14 yeah, I, I remember my senior cup debut. I um I think we were over at um where were we? Um in Donegal, um a Merva, uh, great golf course. Um it was a really sobering summer for me. I think I like you say, I think I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Pretty sure I shot eighty nine that day uh, in this, in my first senior cup um effort. Um and I played junior cup and I got beaten by the, this guy who played cross handed. Um, and it was a sobering year for me because I felt like I was ready for the next level. Mm. Um, but it made me realize that I had a lot to learn, you know. And I think that I think that, that kind of notion stayed with me throughout my career. When you, every time you step up to the next level, you know, there's always a learning experience, you know. And, you, mm. and it's very often you learn more from your tough days than you do from your great days, you know. I mean, I, I certainly, winning the South of Ireland at Lynch, did I learn much? Well, no. Um, I played great and, and I was able to win. It's the tough days that you end up learning from, and um, you know it's they're difficult to accept at the time. But um, just just learning something and moving on, saying, "Hey, I'm not going to make that mistake again," or "I'm going to go work on my short game," or you know, "This is mm-hmm. what I need to to do to improve myself." Those mm-hmm. are those are the important days, and I'll, I'll never forget that day at Merva when I shot uh, when I shot 89. My dad was caddying for me. I, I probably learned. Uh, Maybe my dad wasn't didn't need to be on my bag, but he put a little extra pressure on me. But mm. uh, you know that was a big summer for me because beyond that, I really, really started to compete and play well after that. From breathtaking links to picture perfect parkland, Northern Ireland is made for golf. Our world class fairways have grown some giants, and they'll grow your game too. There's so much to explore in our corner of the earth. So come for the golf and stay for the crack, the culture, and the sheer beauty of the place. You'll get a hero's welcome in our land of golfing greats.
Plan your break now. Search NI made for golf. The town and the area around Portrush, has it changed much since the, the late 80s, early 90s? What are your sort of recollections of it and looking back on how it's matured and developed since then? Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think the town um, really, really didn't do much for 10, 15 years. And, and then, you know, as the Open Championship sort of came back on the horizon again, I think it's been great for the been great for this area up here in port rush the development that's happened with uh with you know with the return of, of a big championship like the open it's done it's done great things i mean i think um you know the development here in port rush like like many towns in ireland you know when 2008 came along you know things things got tough and, and development stopped and you know a lot of a lot of construction really really stopped you know so um i think I think having having a championship like the Open coming back to Ireland, I, I, you know, I'm so I'm so happy, you know, from a political point of view, but more, you know, more from a financial point of view, what mm. it can do for the whole country and really drive tourism and drive and drive people to our shores and and, and really bring money to the economy and and help development and, and just really help help every everybody involved, you know. So that's that's you know to me what I see the knock on effect and hopefully. You know we can we can have a successful open championship and and get ourselves as a as a permanent fixture on the open rotation. Absolutely. And um, back in two thousand, you had a couple of Irish youth titles under your belt, but the Irish Close was your first big domestic win. Do you remember much about the lead up to the championship itself? I really don't remember a huge amount. It's it's weird, you know. I um the two the summer of two thousand was 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 really a bit of a blur because. I just come back from my first year in college in the States and, um, you know, I had a bit of an Alabama twang going on and I put on about 15 pounds, you know, eating the wrong stuff for a year in America. And, uh, but you know, I'd worked extremely hard on my golf game as well. And I remember my first event was, was the East Ireland at Beltray. I can't remember how I did there, but, um, there was something had changed in my mentality and, and my overall confidence level. And, you know, I won, you know, to win the Irish youth and the Leinster youths and, the Irish close up in Port Rush was very special because the north of Ireland always eluded me. You know, I, I got beaten in the final and a couple of semis and I never had a chance to win the north. But, um, you know, to win the close up here was, was very sweet. Um, I remember I played Andy McCormick in the, in the, uh, in the final. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't remember a huge amount about the week. I just remember, you know, I won, I won pretty comfortably um, in the final. And, you know, I remember going back to Rothmore that evening with, with family and friends, with the trophy, it was uh, it was a special evening, and it uh, certainly was uh, certainly one of my great memories. Yeah, you eased through qualifying, and then you came up a tough against a tough semi final against Noel Fox, holding a putt on what was then the 18th green. Of course, there'll there'll be a lot of hospitality in that area uh, for the Open Championship this year. It was a big scalp back then to to beat Fox. Yeah, um, he was obviously a great player. Um, you know, obviously a guy we had a huge amount of respect for. He had a great game. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely one of the, I, I remember, I think we, we, we went down the last, uh, beat him on 18. Um, he was, he was definitely a big scalp in those days and obviously a, a player that we looked up to and that, uh, that we had a huge amount of respect for. Mm. And, you know, when you're a young lad, you're kind of climbing through the ranks. You look at, you look up to these guys and, and then eventually you're good enough when you start beating these guys, but, it's, but it's difficult. You know, I remember, um, uh, you know, it's, it was it was definitely it was definitely interesting when you start playing with your heroes and playing with guys that you that you look up to and and realizing that you're ready to to beat them and move on to the next level. 
You mentioned the University of Alabama there and, and going over there. What made you choose the United States and how did you fit in initially? I mean, it was kind of just one of those weird things for me because I remember I remember seeing, you know, those those pink college bags with the big college logo emblazoned on the side. Um, and I don't remember whose bag it was, but I remember seeing one and saying to myself, I don't know what that is, but that's really what I want to do. Um, and, and a good friend of mine, Ricky Elliott, uh, who was who was a great player in his teams, and he he followed the college in America route, and and he was a guy that I looked up to a lot, you know, and, and he was he was the guy I wanted to be like when I was in my teens, and he went to Toledo, Ohio, as did um, Alan Murray, Tim Rice, David Jones, a bunch of the great Irish players. Um, I guess I, I didn't get recruited by the coach; I wasn't good enough to to kind of get the get the invite to go, but I, I knew that college in America was something that I wanted to do and, and eventually you know I got a call one night from from the coach at, uh, at UAB Alabama Birmingham where Paul Dunn would eventually go to also and, and some good players and it was it was a big turning point in my life um, I think um, you know obviously the golfing union had done so, so many great things with me with the national panel but I was ready to I was ready to expand my horizons and, and kind of you know, get the global view of the game. And I think being surrounded with the, you know, the winning mentality that Americans have, I think that mm. that was really the, really the sort of the catalyst that, that took me to the next level, being able to think like a champion and think like mm. a winner, you know, even though you might not have the tools at the time and just being, being in warm weather in the winter time and working hard on my game and getting the work ethic kind of going, it was a, it was a massive turning point for me. I came home that summer in 2000 and, played unbelievable and, and won some tournaments and, and got myself, you know, onto a Walker Cup team, which was very special. When you were playing at Portrush in the close uh, back in 2000, did you feel any any pressure playing in front of friends and family? There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, back in those days, um, you know, a tournament like the Irish Close coming to Portrush and, and competing up there was, uh, well, you know, you certainly had your had all your buddies and your friends and family out there watching you. And, and it comes with that added bit of pressure. Um Playing the Open this year is obviously going to be a very, very different thing. Crowds are going to be massive. The home support is going to be massive. And, you know, the atmosphere is, is going to be a bit special and certainly, you know, pretty pressure-packed for, for the home players, you know, to the point where, you know, obviously Rory, McElroy has decided not to play the Irish Open because he, he knows what he's going to be dealing with come Port Rush, and, and he feels like that's just too much for him to, to take on board. You know, in a funny way, two or three weeks ago, playing the U.S. Open at Pebble, a course where you know I was the last guy to have won there, and dealing with the pressure and dealing with with kind of that expectation, mm-hmm. you know, it really should stand me in good stead come Port Rush because um, you know obviously there'll be expectation and pressure that week as well. So, in a nice way, Pebble was was a nice dry run for for what I expect to to feel at Port Rush. You think it'll be a bit like the Ryder Cup, maybe atmosphere wise. I think it'll be boisterous. I think the um, I think that the fans will be up for it. I mean, it's a long time since 1951. It's been a long build-up and a long journey. Um, it's been you know phenomenal Irish golf in the meantime. The last 11 years, going back to to Padraig winning his three major championships and and following him with myself and Rory and Darren. Um, it's been it's been an epic run for Irish golf, and, and this is really. This is the jewel in the crown, and um, I think Irish fans will will be right up for it, and and it'll be, you know, it'll be a celebration of Irish golf. But at the same time, you know, the Irish players will be there to, to do a job, and 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 hopefully live up to expectation levels, and hopefully we can have two or three of us on the leaderboard come Sunday. 
A young man by the name of James Sugru won the amateur championship at Port Marnock there a few weeks ago and obviously takes his place in the field at Royal Portrush as well. What piece of advice can you offer him? Uh, just to go, you know, go and enjoy himself. You know, I think, um, I think very often when you, um, you know, you get the opportunity to, to play in the biggest event in the world, um, you can be, you know, you can try and be sort of being, being too perfect. You know, I think he needs to go and relax and know that his game is good enough and that he doesn't have to do anything differently. You know, I was, uh, I was really happy to see him winning. Uh, a lot of the Irish boys were pulling for him and, um, you know, like I say, to go and enjoy himself and relax and just know that his game is, is good enough to, to compete if he if he's able to relax and, and stay patient. But, uh, you know, more importantly, you know, take it all in. Well, I'm sure everyone will be rooting for you and all the other Irish guys uh, throughout the month. Graham, thank you so much for taking time out to chat with us and we look forward to the month ahead. Absolutely, Alan. And listen, big thanks to the Golf and Union and everything you've done for me and my career and uh, always happy to support. And we'll... Uh, We'll see you at the Open. Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget you can get in touch with the podcast on Twitter at golf or by emailing podcast at GUI.ie. The Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. 